Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 869-1240. Time to get busy. This is Sports Daily on KFH. All right, welcome back in, everybody. So it was a great night for KU. It was not a great night for K State. Um, I don't, you know, I, it's almost this. They get beat by twenty again. This time at home to Oklahoma. I'm not sure, Tommy, and it, it it almost feels like we're getting to this point where, right? They they are who we thought they were. Um. I, I think probably, right? Like, I, I think they, they overachieved a little bit. I, I don't – you don't like the, the margins they've lost their last couple to. I think it's just probably closer to – K-State can lose a home game to a really good Oklahoma team, and it shouldn't surprise us. Like, K-State has always felt like, again, we've talked about the ceiling forever, and then they vastly overachieve, and it's like, well, maybe the ceiling is to win this thing. But probably – that was unreasonable when you just think about the roster itself, I mean, at, at its core, that it, it always has felt like sort of a middle-of-the-pack Big 12 team, or at least it did coming into the year. You know, that felt more like the ceiling, just get to the tournament. We talked about that a lot. And I'm wondering now if K-State's just more of who we thought they were and the beginning was overachieving, and now it's like, okay, you got to get settled back in, though, and still get enough of these big wins to be able to reach the NCAA tournament. Because right now, by the net rankings, they'd be on the outside looking in. They may not get in. But, you know, that it's way too far to say things like that. I, I don't know what to make of these last couple of losses, but they've, they've been not pretty. Well, keep in mind, in their three-game losing streak, the three teams they played were all top 25 teams. Sure. Right? You know, so it's been a, a difficult stretch. I mean, it's it's going to continue to be a difficult stretch for Kansas State outside of the Oklahoma State game this weekend because after that you've got Kansas, you've got BYU, you've got TCU. So you've got three more ranked teams that you're playing up against after the Oklahoma State play, game this weekend. You're, you're always, always playing, playing ranked. ranked but yeah, I mean, that's right? the juggernaut of the Big 12. It just That's the way that it is. But, you know, I think that what's more concerning for the Wildcats in the last two games it's that margin that you mentioned, yeah. you know, getting blown out by Houston, getting blown out by Oklahoma. You know, they did beat Baylor. Then that wasn't that long ago and they were a top 10 team, but the other losses that they've had against ranked opponents, you go back to when they played Miami, you know, that was an eight point loss USC. That was a seven point loss. 
or no, it was a little bit more than that. It was just over 12 points, uh, 13 points in that opening game uh, when they played USC. But the margins, you know, while they weren't great, they weren't getting blown out of the water like we've seen the last two games. That's the concerning part for me is that you're not only playing Oklahoma in Houston, but you're losing to them by large margins. And that's going to be the thing I think that they're going to have to work on and figure out how do you keep those games more close? Right. And, you know, it, it's it's difficult to – because the talent for them is not as high as a lot of these Big 12 teams. I, I think that part's right. And, and look, the, the margin against Oklahoma got out of control because they got off to such a slow start, and then it sort of just stayed the same, right? So – I don't know because it's all it's always been about expectations for K-State always and I just don't know what they should be I still don't know what they should be I, I mean I it's like where they keep winning all these games and they're sitting at the top and they're you know a last second win against Tech from being the lone remaining unbeaten team and you're like okay yeah like I guess they're I guess they're there but it's but it's been like you've been hesitant to say it right it's never been definitive yeah. it's not like oh yeah this is the best team in the bit because if I just Looked, you know, I if I just had to look at the team we've that you know what we've seen this far from teams, I would put Houston, Iowa State, Kansas, TCU, Texas Tech, I guess now Oklahoma and Baylor all ahead of Kansas State still. You know what I mean? Like now, what does that mean for K State? Probably nothing, right? You get a, you get into the tournament, you don't worry about it. Those teams are all going to be ranked by the end of the year, probably. So it's not that big a deal, but it's it's what we sort of thought to begin with. Like, is this the sixth best team? But then they vastly overachieved. So I don't know. I like I'm sort of back to like where where can they finish in this thing? Yeah, it was cold shooting last night. That's just as simple as it is. They only scored 19 points in the first half, and really, I, I was following along with the scoring in the first half. At one point, I think with only a few minutes left to go in the first half, they had nine. You know, just they did not get off to a good start shooting the basketball. And really, Tyler Perry was the only one that made shots. I mean, he was the only player in double figures. Cam Carter did not shoot the ball well. And that's that's unlike him. You know, we've seen him carry this team offensively uh, for multiple games. And he was 2 of 12 from the field, 0 of 5 from 3, 5 points overall for him. That's an off night for Cam Carter. It's concerning that it happens at home. Uh, you know, but that's just the reality of the situation. Arthur Kaluma got in foul trouble, ultimately fouled out of the game, um, you know, turned the ball over way too much, and he didn't shoot the ball well. That was a forgettable night for Arthur Kaluma also. I think that when this team has overachieved, when they have played at a level where you look at them and you say, okay, well, I mean, this could potentially be a team that could compete for a Big 12 title, you've got a full, complete effort. It's a team effort from everybody contributing. It's not a team that you can rely on one or two guys to come through and, you know, that's going to lead that team to victory. You've got to have multiple options and all the players playing well at the same time. That's how they beat Baylor. You know, that's how they were able to come from behind late in that game, tie it up and force overtime, and then ultimately get the win with Arthur Kaluma's four-point shot. It was because multiple players contributed. And last night against the Sooners, it was really Tyler Perry and nobody else. Well, and Porter Mosier talked after the game about doing that, right? Yep. We know we got to take we got to take two of three of them away, basically, is what he said, and that's what they did. And and K State, you know, when you don't have Naquan Tomlin and you have these things, like they're thin, and they've always been like the metrics have not liked K State all year, even when they were going through the streak. They've they've 
you know, in, in the metrics, they haven't been good. And I don't, I, again, I'll fully admit I'm not smart enough to understand that stuff, but I do look at it and it's like, okay, they gotta, they gotta get a little better probably. And I mean, they're, they're thin in the post, like all the things that were always going to be challenges for them are still going to be challenges for them, but how do they overcome it? Right. Oklahoma had a, an unbelievable game plan last night and they executed it perfectly. They took away exactly what they wanted to take away, which was a couple of their, you know, three key guys, Kaluma Carter, Perry. I mean, I, I, I just, I, that's not going to happen every time. K-State will be an interesting team down the stretch here. Can they find enough wins? So right now, as we look at the Big 12, K-State's right in the middle at four and four, which would be tied for uh, fifth, sixth, I believe. So, okay, you got four losses already. Still to come here, you're going to have over your next five games, Oklahoma State on the road. you got to get that one. You've got Kansas at home, BYU on the road, TCU, and Texas on the road. Like, if we're being realistic, you you know, you like your chances at Oklahoma State. The metrics still love BYU, and that's on the road, so I don't know that you can count on that. Maybe you look at the BYU game at home. You certainly look at the West Virginia game at home. At Cincinnati gets interesting, and then you finish at Kansas and home against Iowa State. So if we're looking at these final 13, what do they, what do they have? Three, three, ten. six, nine, ten, just ten like more. Kansas. So you got 10 games. I mean, are, do you think they're going to win more than three of them? Four, maybe? And you're going to be under 500 at that point in the league. Where does that put you in the league? I don't know. I don't know, Tommy. Like, I don't I don't know that they're going to win more than three or four of their next ten. Yeah, I think if you look at the next three, well, actually the next four, you've got to go two and two in those next four. You've got to beat Oklahoma State. That becomes a must-win game on the road in Stillwater. Sure. I'll, I'll give you that one. You're probably not going to get Kansas in Manhattan, although crazier things have happened. Um, BYU on the road is going to be difficult. And then, you know, if you can knock off TCU at home, then at that point you've gone two and two in your next four. You're still at 500. And then, you know, at that point you can reassess. I'm not, I'm not willing yet to go through I, the, the final 10 games and tell you how many of those 10 I think they're going to win because the team on January 31st might be different than the team on March 9th, right? But I am willing to look at the next four and tell you that in the next four, they've got to get Oklahoma State, and they've got to get TCU. I don't think they're going to get Kansas, and I don't think they're going to get BYU. But at that point, you're still at 500. Tommy, I think TCU, I I, I keep going to, like, TCU might be the team I want to take in and, like, take as my dark horse winner of the Big 12. I really like TCU. I'm just saying Remember that Kansas? you've got them at home. And, and, you know, considering you've got them at home, um, yeah, it's the only time you're going to face them this season. You don't have a a home and home with them. You know, I think that that's, that's going to be, I think that's more likely than them going on the road to BYU and getting a win in the game prior to that. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I just think, and, and if you're saying you got to have one of those two, uh, yeah, okay. But, but to do what, right? Like you got to have it to do what? And I guess again, to stay at that goes back in the to the conference. Well, they're not going to be 500 in the conference by the end of the year, I don't think. I'm not think. saying by I, the like, end of I the year. I'm saying in the next four games. No, I know, I know. If you can go 2-2, two two, then you stay 500 at that point, and then you can reevaluate what's next. 
but like looking at it in totality, right? Like I don't think they're going to be 500 in the league overall. And I hope I'm wrong about that. And I hope they, they prove us wrong like they have so many times this year. But if they're not, which I think is far more likely, what what can they be and can it be enough to get into the NCAA tournament? Again, if you're just going off net rankings, which we know is important, of all of these teams, K-State's behind UCF still. In the Big 12 right now, K-State's, I think, 12th in the net rankings. And maybe even 13th, or 11th, sorry, in the net rankings. They're only ahead of... West Virginia, and Oklahoma State. That's it. In the net. And I don't know where they are in Ken Palm. I can pull that up real quick. But the, but what, what becomes a bigger challenge to me is are they going to be able to, you know, get into the tournament? They're going to have to have some big wins to, to increase that net and probably like road wins. So if I'm looking at them right now, so that's where they are in the net. In the Ken Palm, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10... 11, 12. They're 12th in the Ken Palm, too. Ken Palm and the Net are in, are in lockstep on that. Yep. They're behind UCF and both by almost the exact same margin. So I'm telling you, like, if we're if we're talking about, you know, a year where nine teams gets in and they're, tw- they're not going to get in as it currently stands. And so, you know, Kansas will be safe, obviously, for that conversation. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Kansas State's not safe to get into the NCAA tournament at this point. I think that their ceiling, I think Kansas State's ceiling right now, is to play their way into safety in the NCAA tournament. Because I agree with you. You look at all the metrics... They're on the bubble. Well, they won't. I mean, they're on the bubble. They will not make it in as the 12th best Big 12 team. Yeah, what, they I, won't. what I'm saying is that they've got to play their way into, you know, being able to yeah. be secure in that. So they've got to get, like you mentioned, some road wins as the conference season plays out. I think the best case scenario right now for Kansas State, and you never know, they could vastly overachieve in the second half of the Big 12 schedule. But I think what's most likely to happen is that you've got this team that 
you know, best case scenario, they finish at 500 in conference. They end up, you know, what what's that? Ten more games, so you're nine and nine. Oh, I, in, in yeah, Big I think if play. they're 500 in conference, they'll be fine. But look at their total. I mean, if that would be their total record would be nine and nine in the conference if they finish yeah. 500, and they would be 19 and 12 overall. If you can get a win or two in the Big 12 tournament, I think 20 and 12 or 21 and 12 looks a lot better than 19 and 12 or 19 it and 13 does. if they get bounced in the first round of the NCAA, or the of the Big 12 tournament. So I think at that point you're looking at a more secure berth into the NCAAs. I mean the law of averages right now says if you're 500 in the league, you're going to be right in the middle of like 6 7 maybe 8. That would probably be because at that point if they get to that point they're going to have far more quality wins, right? They don't have any cup they only have one cupcake left. So you're looking at quality wins, and I guess West Virginia. So they have two cupcakes left. And the rest of them, you're, you're resume building if you get any of the wins. So I think if they're 500 in the league, they'll be fine. But looking at the rest of their schedule over the next 10 games and finding five wins, that's that's where the challenge comes. Re, like this game against BYU on the road is going to be a tremendous opportunity for them. BYU right now is the second highest rated team in all the metrics, right? Still BYU. BYU, Tommy, is ahead of Kansas, right? So they're ahead of Iowa State. They're ahead of Kansas. Like, if you if you look at just that kind of stuff, they're the second best team in the Big 12. Now, their record doesn't say that they are, but again, the metrics do, and that stuff matters. That becomes a tremendous opportunity. Because I think if you look, I don't care what the metrics say, going to BYU doesn't scare me as much as going to Ames, Iowa. Just And that's just based on what we know historically. So that maybe is the opportunity, right? you got to look for that kind of stuff and know that Kansas State in almost all of its games the rest of the way will be playing teams that are metrically better than they are. They're all opportunities to pick up quality wins. It sort of becomes this question of, you know, and, and I think we know the answer to it when we talk about tournament resumes. What's better, a quality win or a bad loss? And a quality win's always been better, right? They they it, It's like when you hear the people that study this stuff, they're, they're not talking about how many quad one losses you have. They're talking about how many quad one wins you have. And maybe you have five of them, and maybe you're five and seven in the quad one, but the conversation's always like, oh, they got five quad one wins. Right. Well, so I think when you're it, comparing that, you're you're comparing losses in a higher quadrant versus wins in a lower quadrant. You know, so it's a, a quad one loss versus totally. a quad two win. That's usually the way that those two things are. are or compared. a quad four loss right. ends up hurting you, right? But but I do think that I, I guess what I'm trying to come around to in a long way is I don't know that there are losses outside of Oklahoma State and West Virginia. I don't know that there are losses that are going to hurt K State. Like that, I don't that think will, so. honestly, they'll they'll be irrelevant to their tournament resume. It's only about how many wins you can pick up. Again, you have got to beat West Virginia and you have got to beat Oklahoma State. But other than that, it's like how many of those other games can you get to add to your resume and can you boost it enough? Because as great as the Big Twelve is, I don't think they're taking eleven or twelve teams into the tournament. And when it comes to the tournament, they're not going to be looking at conference standings. They're going to be looking at net rankings. They're going to be looking at Ken Palm. They're going to be looking at all of that stuff. So that's where we have to look for K-State. And right now, they are not good in either of those places. 
Yeah, the only thing that I'll finish in saying is that Porter Mosier did a phenomenal job last night in, like you mentioned, taking away Kaluma and Carter. Left Perry to kind of try to get his and shoot his way through it, and he did. And he did. But Kaluma and Carter were completely taken away. That's going to be the formula moving forward for Big 12 opponents in limiting what the Wildcats can do. You, you cannot allow Kansas State to have a balanced offensive attack. Porter Mosier did a great job. He figured that out. Now Jerome Tang's got to counter and try to figure out a way around that. And it starts this weekend with Oklahoma State. It's kind of the same way when we talked about Kansas versus Oklahoma State in the last segment. That was a good breather for the Jayhawks. It, sure. it was a pretty close game the last time the Wildcats and the Cowboys played against each other in Bramlage. You got to bounce back at this point. Jerome Tang's got to yep. figure out a way to get it back to a balanced offensive attack for the Wildcats. And that's going to set them up hopefully nicely for the KU game next week. Drum Tang feels like he's pressing a little bit too, which I've never seen before. Just just a little bit. I could be I could be off about that. We'll we'll ask Tim Fitzgerald about that tomorrow. But I, it's felt a little like he's pressing more than he normally would, and I wonder why that is. Maybe he feels the pressure of getting into the NCAA tournament. All right, everybody, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll get a little Super Bowl chatter in here when we return. We've got Wichita State Athletic Director Kevin Saul coming top of the next hour. The Shockers with a big one tonight. That you know they it's, it's kind of. <laughs> Kind of must win every every one of these games for them, it feels like. But we'll get into that. We'll get into the latest at Cessna Stadium. Uh, that's coming up at the top of the next hour. We'll give away some HTO before then, too. Stick around. We'll be back with more Sports Daily right after this. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 